We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 Rocket Mortgage Classic DraftKings Picks, preview, finalized bets, Z weather report, and the live chat. As always, you want to jump to a certain spot? Then I assure you, the time codes after the live is finished will have that. Remember to smash the like button, sub to the newsletter down in the description, sub to Mayo Media Network, and please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That would most definitely help. Tambo, what's up? What's up? We're here. It's earlier this week, but it's exciting. It's a big week ahead. So, you know, happy to get into it. It's a stronger field than last week also. So see how she goes. So I'm my entire DraftKings life right now over the next like three weeks is just rooting for you to win a million dollars. I appreciate that. That's definitely what I'm looking forward to doing. (laughs) Last week was good. 69th place. Nice. A good number there. And uh, it was good enough for mindset that I could beat. You know, that beats the 40 of 150 I need this week. So as long as I can do at least the same as I did last week with that lineup, I should be in pretty good shape and get down to Memphis and get after that Millie. If this just turns out to be a regular week, nothing like if we look at cut sweats on Friday and it's like 35%, six of six, like that's probably not going to be a good thing. But I would imagine that like a, a good five of six will be top 30%. Yeah, I think so for sure. Just the way it shakes out. I mean, I, I again, too, uh, the other thing was last week was sort of a cash game style, which there's differs of opinions on that based on the fact that some people don't like that you have to play that when you want a GPP in, when you kind of think about it. You know, the world championship, it's, you know, you're crowning the world champion. Now they play a cash style. Now they play sort of a top 30%. And then you go with the best players in the world in Memphis. So I, I don't hate it completely, but... Uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited for this week. I'm definitely going to look to build a little bit more leverage in just in case it's a five or six, four or six, whatever, where you actually could still sneak into a top 30%. I'll have my final wagers. Uh, actually, no, I want to stick on the Fantasy Golf World Championships for a second. I just find it very intriguing as someone who I had two second place finishes this year. Not that I tried to play in any of the big qualifiers, but like the $90 ones, yeah. $125 ones. 
just sucks. I didn't get in. I'd like to be in one day. So I could. I was in the MMA one once and came like dead last in round one. I was like, well, it was a good run. Hey, that was nice. But you made it. and that's. I made it. I got my money out of it. So that was nice. Yeah. I personally love it. I was thinking about this and talking to a buddy about it the other day. Like, what's the biggest one? Because if you win a major, like if you win the Millie Maker at one of the majors, that to me feels like a major in golf. If you're comparing sort of professional sports of any kind to professional DFS. And the one thing I will say, I just, the more we thought about it was this is the biggest event. Because I'll tell you why. When you make it through to round three and you win the million dollars, you get a tournament of champion seat, which oh. is the biggest thing of the season. Any Millie Maker winner gets one. But the world championship winners get the automatic buy right into the final. They will get a shot at another million dollars on top of the million they won. They're already automatically in. The other ones, like if you won the Mega Millie at the PGA Championship, you get a seat to the tournament of champions but you do have to play through to get to the final 25 or 30 or whatever it is to play for that next million there's still a good prize that goes with it but you already won a million bucks usually so um that makes this the biggest one for me i really do think it's special and i definitely want to get the title for sure no 100 percent. would you come in king of the beach second second so and, and, I've, and I've got one. You're owed one. I've got third at the King of the Beach back in 2017. I've got the second place most recently. So I need the first place trophy. Getting it from golf would be special. So I'm definitely looking forward to this week. Well, if you can't play in the Fantasy Golf World Championships, if you didn't qualify, you can play in the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League. Link is available down in the description. It's almost full. And if you miss out on the PME DraftKings League, play in the Fantasy Golf Degenerates Listeners League. You can find that up on Tambo and Kenny's Twitter feed right now. Is it in the description? of the show or it is yeah it is okay yeah, it's out there so just go download fantasy golf degenerates and you'll be fine on that front someone did get 15 seats through though they did peter gibbons that's crazy yeah, very sharp guy and yeah he, he played he played unique lineups too there was no uh, dupes that i saw but he would play like one-offs so one unique so if it was like wyndham clark last week in one lineup he would just simply flip it to matthew neesmith for the same price in the next lineup he got them all through so it could be a what's supposed to be a 40 person live final it's 40 seat live final don't forget so it could end up being like 10 people at the event or 12 people but it's going to be fun no matter what hopefully like i said have a good run this week and, and find myself there Bets for the week at the Rocket Mortgage and Live, which starts on Friday this week. In case you know your bets are all scummed by Thursday afternoon, you can reinvest into Live or Round Two DraftKings Showdown. Either way, Homa twenty-seven, Cam Davis, like we talked about last week, uh, fifty to one, just to get the better number because we knew it wouldn't be. I mean, thirty-three is the best I can find. I think you can boost that up to thirty-five. Either way, I bet Alex Smalley at sixty-six with five places. He's dropped to seventy, so it's a bad number. Chris Goderup seventy-five to one because I'm still doing that fun with five places. Then I went James Hahn, Lee Hodges, and Chesson Hadley one twenty-five, one forty, one sixty, all with five places. Bryson and Henny Duplessis. On the Live Tour, 11, and Henny is with five places at 45 to 1. And then I played the Homa Bryson double, 366 to 1. Let's have it. Let's go. I got it. I took that one too. Because I, I, I didn't bet Bryson straight up. I know a lot of people are doing that this week at the Live, but I was like, if I can get Homa with that, it's like a way to get after it. And I like Homa this week, so I, I bet that one for sure. Might have to go Bryson Goddard up too. Oh, yeah. You can just double it. Yeah, you're right. I'll just I'll I, I bet the Goddard up with you too. I, I got him at 75. Um, and then one I added, and it's down to 60 now, but Matt Kuchar at 80. I think that's a sneaky play this week, I bet. So we'll talk about him later, but I, I did add that one as well. I am considering adding one more name, and the name is Webb to the card, just to try to get in early on Webb maybe becoming Webb again, because this is a perfect Webb course. Well, you need to bet the each way for sure, because you know how it works exactly. Where are we going next week? Wyndham. What's going to happen there? So you know he's going to come like top eight 
this week and get the, all the hype in on the Wyndham next week. Your real hope would be that he misses the cut here and people say he's dead and then he comes back alive next week at a better number. But uh, something's going to happen with Webb over these next two weeks. One and done, I got Homa. Jeff has Nick Hardy and Cust. He did not reveal his pick on yesterday's show. Was taking Cameron Young is the most cursed player for the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Uh, did you look at the weather at all? I did look at it a little bit. Right now, it looks pretty clean, actually. Again, the wind shows a little bit like uh, leaning to Thursday morning as being decent, but I, I don't see anything enough yet. We'll have to wait and see how that plays out. So typically, the area doesn't you know, lean to that. Like, you know, maybe... For showdown, first-round leaders, I always like the morning anyway because if there's any, you know, overnight sort of dew, if you will, on the greens and that sort of stuff, setting up on the freshest greens of the day, I, I always believe in that a little bit. But we have to see what it looks like for Friday as well. And I, I don't see any of that as of now. I, I think it's just too early right now because yeah. we had to bump this up a day. I'm going away, and you were kind enough to be able to do this a, a day early. That The weather, uh, just go to the Windfinder Tower. I'll have that in the newsletter on Wednesday evening if you really want to double down on that. Or you can just go search it yourself. Use windfinder.com. What station are you using? It's funny we, you say that. We talked about the most cursed player, Cameron Young. The airport that people are using next is Coleman Young. Coleman Young International Airport, and that's the one that's looking to be the closest. So if you look at that, um, you can see Thursday morning right now is like 7 to 9, and then in the afternoon it picks up to like 14, 15. Friday looks pretty clean across the board, so I don't really see anything. Like you said, it's early still, but uh, nothing leaning into it that really gets me excited about a weather edge or anything there. Let's see. I just threw it into the live chat if people are looking for it and want to bookmark that for later in the week. Trying to help you out over here. Or maybe it'll be a hindrance. Who knows? DraftKings. In terms of ownership, where do you think like the top three are going for? Because it's still earlier in the week to see this come out. It feels like Cantlay, Cam Young, and Homa at the top. Like Everyone at the top is going to be owned, yeah. but those three in particular stand out to me. Yeah, it feels like Fina Willie Z will be down a little bit than what we're used to. We'll have to see how projection sites and stuff shake them all out, but Cam Young versus Homa is the conversation right now. I mean, the, the public perception is Cameron Young is going to be 20%. Homa is the I, guy there. I, but... I agree. Cameron Young will probably be 20%. I just think Homa is going to be like 25%. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who will. I, I feel like I definitely could agree Homa might end out more, but if it's, it might be like 18 Cameron Young, 21 Homa, or 20 Homa. Uh, the guys I think you know you got to look at is down in the 8K range. You got Davis Riley there. People are ready to go back to him, no problem. Mav McNeely. 8,800 looks to be pretty popular in that 8K range. And then I don't, I haven't heard it yet, and the numbers still don't show it heavily yet, but it, I think it's going to be crazy, especially in something like the tournament that I'm in, but in higher stakes, uh, is Chris Kirk at 7,800. He, he just pops off the board like, you know, that range, and people don't love Siwoo or, you know, well, Stallings will pull a little bit. Stallings is the one right now, fantasynational.com slash mayo to get yourself 20% off, by the way, to go use all the stats, all the tools, all the ownerships, the simulations. But he is showing as a higher own right now. And again, this is Tuesday afternoon. This all changes. So it would be Hubbard at 8,000, Kirk, Stallings, Cooch is drawing a bit of interest, Pendrith. And Goderup, like, every week. Yeah, Goderup for sure. Steel, uh, if people want to go back to the well, he was heavily owned at 8,300 last week. Did not come through, but I could see now down to 7,500. People could go there, but I, I would have bet a lot of money even yesterday. I don't care how early in the week that Kirk comes in way higher than Stallings. I, I get the Stallings love and where people are thinking that's coming from, but I, I personally don't see it. And I know the higher stakes you go, Kirk, will be a lot higher than Stallings. I can tell that already. Well, I gave you like how I just did like a first run through without using <laughs> any stats, anything. I just, I just picked six guys. Like, here's where I want to start. Here's who I want at the bottom. And like, I didn't really have the middle figured out all that much. And I do think that the best two plays from the top are 
We'll talk about Finau in a second, but I think that Cantley Homa is a great start. Not only a great start, I think it's going to be a very popular start. And how can you make that work? If you didn't want to do that, I would have no problem going Homa Cam Davis instead. Then it really does open you up, and I think that's unique enough. Despite those two guys being relatively high-owned, I just don't think that people will start with Homa. Yeah, and I agree with you. I'll say one. I'll say a few things, actually. Up top, right away, first of all, last week, Sungjae Finau worked. And it can definitely work again. Last week, I think there were seven guys above 9K. This week, there's only nine. You can easily do it. When we get to the 7Ks, you'll see why. You can fit two of those. St- if you like Cantlay Young, you can build those lineups, especially if you can. You talked about Cantlay Homa lineups. You're just putting Young in for 200 bucks more. You can easily find that. The other thing I think, Pat, is that the, you know, see what you think, but like Young up to Cantlay, pick, pick your poison. Someone's going to pick a guy up here. But then I think they drop down to the 8K range typically because there is that Mav, Digala, Riley, all those guys in there where you could put two of them and still get three 7K guys in your lineup and feel pretty good about it. So I see those as the more common builds right now. I think if you just went all 9K guys, that would be a unique build, meaning two or three 9K guys to start your lineup. It could be two, two, two. It could be three nines, three sevens. Like there's different ways to go about it, but I definitely see that as a possibility this week. What do you make of Kisner and Denny at 91 and 89? Are they on your radar? Because they fit what I want to do at this course. Yeah. And I think that other people see that. But I looked at their betting odds. I was like, no fucking thanks on that. But these DraftKings prices are a bit more reasonable, I think. I was just going to say that. But even still, that's what's causing them to go overlooked. As much as you may hear them mentioned, we do this every week. But when you go up in the 9Ks and you've got Homa, Davis, there's a little love for Adam Scott this week. Strength of field stuff. Think about the Wyndham last year when he came in second because he missed the four-footer or whatever at the the end. And strength of field, he's like the it's the easiest field he plays in all year. The other thing is when you go below, I already talked about it, but Mav, um, Thigala, and Riley. But I was saying to Paul, actually pre-show, we were just outside chatting it up. Keegan? Was he selling you on Keegan? Selling me against Keegan. Oh, and against good, Keegan. Well, it's kind of an interesting concept here when you think about it. I know that's not Paul's style, but when you think about this factor, like McCarthy, what do we know about him? Best Puts. putter in the world. Exactly. Like, it's just insane. But what, what ends up happening is someone may go to Keegan because of ownership and his top 20 odds and things like that, but you're looking for him to find a putter. And In fairness, 17th. In this field over the past 24 rounds on the greens. Yeah, and it's fine. I think I, I don't discount him. I think he's a very good play for like large field tournaments. I'm talking when you're going for safety, though. Nobody's going to play McCarthy because they expect him. Well, what if he doesn't putt like that? Well, his 50 percentile of a putting week is what you're looking for a guy like Keegan for $300 more to be able to find what's more likely to happen in your opinion. And also don't forget all the four and five, the five to 10 footers you're going to have this week. You'll feel pretty good if you got a guy like McCarthy staring those down. So I do have some interest and he's at naturally contrarian being at the top of the 8k range and not in that three person bubble right there in the middle with the Gala, Riley and Mav. Denny McCarthy, number one in putting number one from five to 10 feet. The biggest discrepancy if you just looked at putting overall, and this is over the past 24 rounds, Cameron Young is 98th, or sorry, 93rd in the field in strokes game putting. He's 6th, 5 to 10 feet. Mm-hmm. And when I did the show with Degula, that like that is one of the stickier ranges yeah. for putting is that 5 to 10, 10 to 5. Now, I'd probably want to increase my sample if I really wanted to dig into it more than 24 rounds. Maybe look at about 75 rounds, 100 rounds. But I just thought that was a very interesting discrepancy. Like, Zalatoris sucks on the greens. He also sucks from 5 to 10 feet. Like, yeah. there's not, like, a gap there for some reason. But, like, yeah. the, if you, like, kind of look at it the other way... Cantlay is good from there, too, I think. Cantlay is ninth yeah, in the field. Decent, uh, so. Homa is second. McCarthy is first. Then you have, like, Woodland, Hubbard, Siwoo. They're all inside the top 20 as well. 
Yeah, that, and so this is, I guess, my point would be a, a way to get naturally unique this week where it will feel a little bit off-putting because like Woodland Siwoo, like you're not feeling the safest, but obviously you know their names for a reason. They're definitely good golfers. And you think about it, if you just find guys that can putt and they don't putt as good as they normally do, they probably are still making the cut and finding their way through. And then you can always get those streaks. And that's how you get the DK scoring where even if they finish 30th, they might finish in the top 20th. Uh, top 20 or better for their DraftKings scoring. And again, you'll need somebody to come through, but a lot of those guys are value plays too that you mentioned down at the bottom that you can fit in. Yeah, guys who are just like trash from five to 10 feet, the gala is awful. <laughs> so is Chris Kirk. So is Scott Stallings from that range. And, and Kirk and Stallings will for sure get some love. We just talked about that, comparing the two of them. And then also Thigala, you know, he's there with McNeely and Riley, but he's still getting talked up because it's, if you think about Thigala, everyone loved him last week at 9,800. Now he drops $1,100 and there isn't the water scenario that we had last week for him to worry about as much, at least, or, or even close. So I think that's why people are still, just like I said, looking to go to pick a guy up top, pick a couple of these 8K guys, and then drop down to the sevens where everyone's going to land because the 6K range has more names than last week. But not a lot of names overall. No, just looking at the ownership concentrating at the bottom of the sevens. I mentioned Goddard up at 74, mm-hmm. Svensson at 72, Callum Terran at 71, and like Glee Glick, people are going back to him. And hey, you went to him last week. It paid off. Maybe Wyndham Clark. I think people like the the bomber angle, if you will, as well as... Let's talk about the bomber angle, because I know <laughs> that you and Paul were talking about it. I, I picked you up today, so we were talking about it in the car on the way over. Yeah. It's just because Bryson won here, people just assume it's a bomber's track. Now, there's two things that goes into it. I think you can bomb and gadget this place, mm-hmm. but I don't think you need to at the same time. Like, there's a reason Nate Lashley also won here. And just look at the other, like, jabronis who were right by, like, Wolf was there. Go, go to, it was Bryson Wolf, but if you go to the rest like, of that leaderboard, it dropped off on, from the bomber angle, like you said. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Ryan Armour and yeah. those type of guys. Brian Stewart. Yeah. Uh, at, you know, solid approach games, strong wedge games, guys that can putt. Can you putt? You basically exactly that. So, uh, one thing I'll take away, because I literally just recorded the show with Kenny last night and I already circled back on it. That's so why it's more of a first look and just, you know, able to go back and say, I think that maybe I was wrong on that. Just, you know, looking at it from what I did a more of a deep dive this morning was like, it, it is still true. Don't get me wrong. But like, I always say this line, Pat, where I'm like, it's, you know, obviously if you look at the numbers from this result, the last three years, the best putters were at the top of the leaderboard. That's a lot of tournaments you could say that for. But the point is, it's not always the best putters like the Denny McCarthy's that find their way into the best putting week that get themselves at the top of that leaderboard. But I will say the further I went back and more I dug, dug deep into it and looked at it, it actually was those guys, the best putters that were finding their way to the top of the board. And I think it goes to my McCarthy point earlier why I leaned on him a little at the top of the show was that if you can just find the guy that even if he has his 50 percentile week, but he's usually a putting legend, he's still finding his way through the cut. There's just not a lot of ways to get into trouble here. And then they find those streaks for you. They find that long eagle putt where you're like, how did, oh, this guy runs so good. No, he's just a good putter. It just continues to happen. It's not like anything that's too crazy here. Someone named Mark Anderson was in eighth place last year. Hmm. I like Mark Andrews. If we're talking football, we're getting there, but... Uh, we're not quite there yet, but Nelson. yeah, Mark, Mr. Anderson. Who is the guy that I used to play all the time? Chris Baker, the birdie maker. Yes. I don't know what happened to him. He may have, like, retired from golf or something like that. <laughs> Chris, Chris Nagel, the Monday cure, is now then taking over. Did he make the cut last week? He, I, don't, I, I don't even remember, but I know he queued again on Monday. He's into this field now. He's good. It's insane. Well, he's good at Monday cues. That's the funny hey, part. He, was, he made the cut at the U.S. Open. 
Yeah, I, he's probably fine. I'm just saying that's it's always funny when someone's like, oh, this guy made a Monday queue and made six birdies and an eagle. I'm like, and this course doesn't compare, but they'll do it on weeks where it's like a tougher course. And I'm like, well, they're not going to be doing that at this course. That's just the queue course that they played. So, you know, funny people always looking for that diamond in the rough, but he's definitely played some better golf. If we drop down to the sixes, what are you seeing in terms of where people want? Like, is there anyone who's actually popular in the sixes? Not really. Like Hadley stands out some because people are mentioning him. I know Kenny's looking at him even in cash. Guys I, are talking about it. 6,900. I like him. I think he's a good play this week. He's been playing great. I, I Yeah, hard to disagree. So I, I get you there. But other than that, I have... Usually I delete the list before I come on, but we started earlier this week. I kept all of them in. There's nobody that I really have over 2 or 3% besides Hadley. Um, Lipsky can always get a little late love. Uh, I, this is, again, we're Tuesday. I'm talking steam by Wednesday just from what I know. Sepp Straka. Great course history here. Two out of the three years, I think it was an eighth and eleventh. So I, I just could he, he pick up steam? He, even to look at some of the guys, I would be kind of wary about the course history guys because, like, sometimes you'll see like miscut, miscut first. Like this yeah. one's just all over the place. Oh yeah, for sure. JJ Spawn was another example. I think he's another course history guy that, again, you know, can score and go low. And then projections a little bit like the Tyler Duncan's and Russell Knox types, where they're just their names. That you see Tyler Duncan, what what did he do on Sunday? I think he made two Eagles to finish out his his tournament last week. So I I can see it. I get it. And I guess this is one of the things I ended up saying it to you on the show last week. And it bared out very well besides Piercy, who happened to be 6,900. But remember I said on the show, I was like, honestly, I can't do it. I have a hard time with restraining myself from it. But I said, you probably should just avoid the entire 6K range. When you have like 50 guys in the 7K range, the way pricing is set up. You could just avoid them all, but it's tough because you're like, well, but I could make a case for this guy. Or, and guess what? Nobody made the case for Pierce. He was 0.3% owned, ended up doing well for himself, even with the meltdown, but like scoring wise, but I'm just saying nobody was on him. So it was hard to get the Piercy lineups right, even if you did that. So I could see it again this week where you just completely fade the uh, the 6K range, even though some of them look really good on paper. Trying to find Thorbjornsson here. 71, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's in the field. Fourth of the Travelers. Made the cut at the U.S. Open. Yeah. I mean, we're playing Goderip. Why aren't we playing Thorbjornsson? Um, I think it's a different level of talent, personally. But I mean, uh, I, I I have literally no idea if there is. Thorbjornsson can be way better, for all I know. Yeah, I, I don't think he's better than the Haskins Award winner, Chris Goderup. But I, I also yeah, don't think yeah, Chris I mean, Goderup is as good like as... didn't Patrick Rogers win the Haskins Award? That guy's trash. I, I'm, we're talking recent, and look at the form that Goddard. I mean, Goderup even squeezed to make the cut for everybody last week. So I think people are okay with him. And then here you think he can get into less trouble, all that. We bet him at 75-1 to 1 for a reason. I'm not the biggest stand for this guy. I don't care about him that much this week. We'll see what his ownership comes in. But, but I could see at 7,400 why people are going there instead. Henley, I can't quite figure out. This is finally the time where people are like, everyone's off of Henley now. Right. Like, he's awful. He's okay. 8,200 bucks. He's a part of that mix of players that I just, I feel like it's a dead zone for ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, people own Tringali, Hadwin and Webb will be like, eh, but then we hit it on like Siwoo, Woodland, Henley. Those guys feel like good plays to me. I don't know if they're all good plays, <laughs> but like one of them feels like they're going to be in a winning lineup. So I'm going to tie two together, but it starts with Henley. Henley at 8,200 and your boy Luke List at 7,200. I can't play List here. I just can't. Okay, but this is why I'm bringing it up. I wanted to have the discussion with you because you're Luke List guy. And it ties into Henley. He's the same example here. It's a, it's a fantasy national thing too. But if you go last week, 
Do you remember the guy? He was 7,100 that everyone was like, he pops like crazy. He's done nothing forever. And then he ended up crushing last week. Scott Piercy? It was, it was actually Tom Hoagie. Oh, yes. But remember last week, or like, it's, but it just felt so bad to click that button. But you were like, everything says play Tom Hoagie, even though he's been even playing though, like shit. Even though I'm not going to do it. It right. says to do it. It says to do it. The, the, this week, I can't decide who it is. Maybe it's both, but it's Henley and List. They both show up on the stats. They both seem like they could fit it, but they both have been doing really nothing. That would make you want to play them. Like List even has good course comps in the past where some of the stuff that ties together that makes sense. And I, I don't know. Henley looks really good on paper, but those two I struggle with because like you said, I don't think they're going to be owned though. Like Henley at 82, dead zone, go down to 72 List. I'm showing him pretty low right now, maybe 7 or 8% if he gets there. So we'll see what the week brings. But what do you think? I would say that the difference would be, I know List can't putt. That is true. So that's a problem. Right off the hop at a putting contest. At least with Henley, like he's not putting well at the moment. But historically, like he's not a terrible putter. Mm-hmm. So if he just kind of heats up, a la, I mean, Piercy's hot putting week came out of nowhere because he generally just sucks on the greens. And then he started to towards the back nine on Sunday. But with Henley, I could see him just having like getting two or three strokes putting and then he just does what he normally does and he's all over it. He, he might and, crash. He might just go off. It, it would just be funny because people have been chasing the Henley stats. I mean, and it'll, this will finally be the week like optimizers aren't on him or anything. Although they might be because I'm still looking over the past 24 rounds. He's sixth in approach, third from 125 to 150. He missed the playoff last year at the Wyndham by a stroke at another Donald Gross course. So mm-hmm. I like Henley. I, I'm going to be playing Henley, but I think like. I want to throw Hadwin and Webb into this mix too because I just feel more comfortable with them as I think a lot of people do. But I think it's a nice week to go back to those guys. Hadwin to me feels really good, right? Just from that, again, a couple of reasons. I talk about it from both perspectives. I think if you look at the stats, you're going to find nothing. There's basically nothing you won't like. It all looks really good across the board. The approach has been bad. It's been bad, but it's, again, if you take it over the, like, even if the last 50 rounds or over the last six months, it still looks pretty good on paper. So it's kind of like the Henley example where could it show up for this week? Yes. And so I, I could say that. But the bigger thing for me with him is that he's, you're, you're squeezed, right? Because you've got Thigala, Mav, Riley above him. Even I think people would go back to Tringali before Hadwin. And the other thing, I don't, I'm not sure if you saw this, but the bogey free round on Sunday out of Hadwin where he birdied like six of the last nine holes <laughs> to just put it together an absolutely incredible round four. I, I like that momentum coming in and now he'll see a lot less barriers in front of him when he's you know if he can do that on Sunday pins at the round last week I feel like he'll come in a little bit better and I just don't think people go there so at 8400 he can get some steam I just mean in the sense I don't he's not going to be a 20 percent guy at 8400 I don't think I don't see a scenario where Riley and Tringali aren't higher owned than had one and McNeely and McNeely right so again, and probably Denny too. It's still math. The money, you know, it's still, the ownership has to go somewhere and it can't go to everyone. So everyone wants to make a case, oh, but this guy, but this guy. If Hadwin's 12 or 15, you know, 12 to 13%, somewhere in that range under 15, I think it's still decent to keep, keep an eye on him here because I think he can make some sense. Circling back up to the top, we're Cantley or Finau? Cantley. Finau is going to be like half the ownership. It looks like it, especially in higher stakes and stuff like I'm in. Uh, some might play both again. I, I don't know. Like Finau is not the type to you know mess around. I think if he's going to play here, which it looks like he is, he didn't withdraw or anything at least yet. That he's just going to play it out and see if he can continue the form and keep it rolling. So expect him to make the cut. What do you make of it from there? I mean, last week he was playing well. He still shot a nice Sunday round and had a guy implode on top of it. So it worked out for him in that sense. But he played well too. So I, I don't know. The the bigger question is like with Zalatoris right no. below him. Zalatoris, no. Cam Young, no. Homan okay. Davis, yes. 
But, but I'm saying that from the original question, I think people, Cantlay's the obvious one. We know what Cantlay is this week. He's the guy getting the ownership. He's the top price, but it's not too expensive. It works. The question is, what do you think the ownership is between Finau and Zalatoris? Because that's where the decision lies. Last week, it was tougher, by the way, because last week was I got, I got Hideki. It, I got it wrong last week. Yeah, I will too. tell you that right now. I played Hideki. All I had to do was play him, and I win tons of money. I played him in the lineup that got me through, but I'm saying I played Hideki in large field because same re- like if he's ready to go, you'd expect it to be there. He was clearly not ready to go, and then he said his wrist was not ready to go and bailed after that uh, tin cup performance on hole nine there. So, But I, I do think it's interesting to decide between Finan and Zalatoris ownership because right now I've got them pretty even at like 15% each, 16% maybe for Willie Z. I, I don't know. I can see Willie Z getting more. People don't go back to the winner previous I, week. I would say that they're both like 12 to 14. Yeah, maybe they are. Maybe like they, they just get squeezed out by everyone else because everyone wants to start with Cantlay, and then they feel like they those guys are a bit too expensive. Then they go to Cam Young, Homa, or Davis. And then you have like your Adam Scott, Keegan, Kisner, Denny tier. They all pick up some, but it's not enough to really care about. Would you go Denny or Kisner? I like Denny. Okay, I'll throw Denny in. I definitely like Denny more. Yeah, it's Cam- it is a Kisner setup. Like I get why people would go to him, and again, the guy can putt, so it's, it, it makes perfect sense. Maybe you play them both. Uh, you know, sometimes when there's those hard decisions of should I play this guy or that guy, the answer sometimes is play both. But it's hard to click those two into a lineup together. At least for me, it's something that matters. So uh, I prefer Denny there for sure. I think I like starting Cantlay. Cantlay Homa is my favorite start. I don't think I'm going to be alone. No, but uh, I was going to say that earlier. You just reminded me of it. Uh, you weren't, what was it at the Open? It was Rory Cam Smith. We, we bet on that, by the way. Yeah, we, we did, and, and you but, won. But the uh, the funny side of that is, is that actually did turn out to be to the be, best start. Really? The guy who came first and third? <laughs> Correct. Yeah. But I mean, like, we, we did that beforehand, obviously. So I'm saying, like, as much as it seemed bad on the Wednesday show that week, of like, yeah, but that'll be too popular. And it was the right move. It didn't matter. It was the right move. So <laughs> if Cantlay Homa is the best move this week, then you're in good shape to start it off. And there's a lot of guys in that 7K range that you can round it out with, or, or upper 6K if you want to go there. Well, one thing that I like about this start is, I think I get off of the chalky guys that I really don't want to play. Like, I can be talked into playing Stallings. I get it. I don't want to play him. Does anyone want to play Scott Stallings? Really? Or is it just, hey, the numbers look really good for Scott Stallings. Let's click him. I don't want to play him. And if I start Homa Cantlay, I'm not going to play Scott Stallings. He's just not going to fit. Okay. What did you? Ch- what's the average? I didn't pull it up right now. 74. Okay, that, that's kind of perfect because the other side of it is all those 8K guys. You just dump, even though like one of them can come through. The point is what I always say about that is like, yeah, you there's FOMO there because you're like, well, then I'm not playing Mav, Riley, Orthy, Goller, any of those guys that I like. But what if four of them bust and only one of them comes through? You avoided that landmine for a majority of your lineups and maybe your 6K or 7K guys at the bottom come through much better for you. So yeah, I got no problem with that start to a build at all. If you, I mean, that makes Goddard up the very logical next person in. And if you're just playing this off ownerships, you have like Wyndham Clark down there. You got a bunch. Tom, Ta- Tom Kim is Tom Kim, Callum Taron. Svensson, like all those guys will be popular within that sort of build. And it's not just exclusive to Homa and Cantley. If you have Cantley and Young or Young and Fina or whoever it might be, like the double up top, I think these are the logical guys you go to. Yeah. Do you think that will be more popular? Like Cantley, Homa, Cantley, Young, Cantley, Cam Davis, although I'm not seeing the Cam Davis ownership, or Cantley, Riley, Tringali? Cantley, two acre guys, to me, is the most popular. Because you, you still end up on the decision of those same seven guys we just talked about. 
But I think that build, because people can't leave Mav, Thigala, Riley, Tringali, go back to the well there, they, they can't completely ignore that. You can't really go Cantlay, Homa, McNeely comfortable. You, you can do it. I'm saying, but most people aren't going to be comfortable with that build. So I think it's going to be Cantlay, two 8K guys, and three sevens versus if you went, like you said, you could start with Homa and get a, a 9K, two 8Ks, and two sevens. That would be different. You go three 9Ks and still skip the 8K chalk and drop down, or you could do what you said and go Cantlay, Homa, and then drop down from there, right? You know David Skins has made two cuts in a row? $6,100, I know. Heard he gained six and a half strokes on approach last week, and he either putts really well or really poorly. He seemingly has no in-between type weeks. He lost three and a half strokes. Last week at the 3M at the Parvisol, he gained five. Yeah. Very I, good with his wedges as well. What was I going to say? You, you could include him... Um, in your large field stuff, I got no problem with that. But I, I really, like I said, I think you're better off to avoid. You're Six already eight. hoping out of the gate that it works for that. You're hoping, you know, you get a different roster construction, which is nice. That's unique. But then you need the other guys to come through with them. Like you just, you're, it's like we talk about all the time, building a parlay for sports betting. You're adding more <laughs> things to your parlay that way that you need more to happen than you do to just build a good lineup. McNeely, Cantlay, Riley. Let's just presume that's a very popular three-person start. Yes. You can go Kirk and Hadley. And then you still have $7,200 left. So that very, seems like a very common lineup. So I said, that's the most, to me, it's the most common build. And not just because of the 7K guys that you're expecting to be in at the bottom. It's just, the, it looks really awesome on paper when you see that build. You have Cantlay, Mav, and Riley. That's three guys you assume can win. It, it's the conversation too, Pat, is pretty simple. It's that, you know, Willie Z and Cam Young getting their first win, but they cost 10-4 and 10-1, basically really tough to play them unless you just played them together and skipped out on Cantley Finau and did something crazy like that. Uh, I wouldn't hate, but if you are thinking of it that way, people are saying, well, what's stopping Riley Thigala Mav from going and getting their first W on tour? This is the spot for them too. So it's just an easier way to fit them into your build. Good Lord. Luke Guthrie's in this field. <laughs> the, the field is pretty bad below Pat. I also saw who, who withdrew, oh, Michael Kim. So he, there is no Corn Ferry Tour event this week, but he's building up, saving his energy for the, the stretch that he needs to go on to get in and secure his card and get final 25. Guess who got in the field? Robert Garrigus, the same guy that withdrew from fatigue last week. So he's back up. He's got his energy back. He's ready to go. Yeah, he had the week off. It was fine. <laughs> I mean, should we... I know the guy brought it up in the chat last week, but should we just be playing Sung Yul No? I don't know. Dude can't drive the ball for shit. Like, it's bad. He lost six... And the 3M's a weird one because you drive into the water once or twice and your numbers are wildly skewed. But this is a pretty constant theme for him, uh, just losing three strokes in tournament driving. But he, he's gained 4.8, 5.2 on approach. He's putting well. He's gained putting each of the past five weeks. He's gained around the green each of the past six weeks. He's made four cuts in a row. He's like 6200 bucks. That's not bad. You say, no, he's the dead he's man. 6000 6, stone men. They, they won't price him up. That's the difference. But, but like, that's, like, he is legitimately not a bad play. I like Malnati for six hundred bucks more. For six hundred, like that's six hundred dollars. Like that's a lot you can do with a lineup. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, it does. Bucks. Yeah, it does. Let's There's see. No here. difference. Let's see here. Let's let's throw Sung Yul No in a lineup. Kirk Svensson. No, but you do the math. It's six hundred dollars. Kirk Svensson. Who cares? I think that's a big. I think going from Svensson up to Kirk is a big difference in a lineup. On in your head, it is. I just think in reality, because you, you go, think if you go, yeah, because if you go look at the results, I think you would say that Chris Kirk is a much better. Sure, player. but it, we're one week. One week at the Detroit Rocket Mortgage, like at the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit, it's not going to make a difference in reality is my point. Yes, Chris Kirk's a better golfer than Adam Svensson. I'm saying you could, you could make arguments for but I think you could argue Malnati is a better golfer, a much better golfer in reverse than Sung you'll know. I mean, they both have one PGA Tour win apiece. 
That's nice. I like the Malnati setup for here, and I like his history, his course comps and stuff that line up. That's why I brought him up. But hey, short hitting, great wedges, great at putting. Yeah. I, I get the I get the Malnati case here. It's, it'd be yeah. like if Bo Hossler wasn't in the worst form ever. I, I know why you want it. You want to go from Cam Young up to Cantlay. That's where the six hundred bucks I matters. I do. That's right? where that's where it matters okay. to Pat. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Because now if I start no Cantlay, I still have eighty three hundred dollars left. I can fit in Homa pretty easily. And I'm still at seventy eight hundred, so I can hit like Henley or Hadwin or Webb or Woodland, and then have my God rip whatever. And I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, like I, I, I like it. One, one thing that is interesting is even though we talked about earlier the most common build or what we feel right now is a very common build, maybe not the most common, but like the Cantlay 2-8K of those must, you know, get their first win at some point, guys, is that if you go like Cantlay, Hadwin, Henley, you're building the same way as everyone else. So you could end up on the same 7K guys, but you're so different in the 8K range that you don't have the all chalk build and you still have the same construction because it does make sense, but you end up with making those decisions in the 7K range where it doesn't matter as much because you're already different in the 8K range. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Here are your best players in the field from 5 to 10 feet over the past 24 rounds. You know what? I'm going to make this a larger sample, and I'm going to go to, let's see, where are we at here? Rolling report, select a stat, 5 to 10 feet, putting, <laughs> and just see who's getting better over time, who has been consistently good over time, because sometimes I think it helps that if someone in the short term that you're looking at is, like, piss poor, but in the past 100 rounds, they're like eighth. You're like, no, they'll probably get it back here eventually. Yeah. They're just running cold at the moment. That might actually end up working out. The past 24 rounds, Denny, Homa, Brian Gay, Wyndham Clark, Dewey Van Der Waal, Cam Young, Michael Grieglick, Hadley, Cantley, Aaron Badley, Justin Lower. Can't remember if I played Justin Lower last week. I played the guy who wasn't good. Not the guy who was good. Or not was good, but made the cut, whose name like is kind of similar. I always confuse him and Lee Hodges. No, I don't. I pl- I'm playing Lee Hodges. I bet Lee Hodges. Yeah, I was going to say, but but I play Lee Hodges, so that's that's why. But lower was the, was a common. Like, see, he was 6,900 last week. Garnett came through. Piercy at the same price. Both those guys were 6,900 last week and came through much better. So, Who is the guy that I'm confusing him with now? Where This is turning into a, uh, oh, what about Ricky? What about Ricky? I feel like this is actually a pretty good Ricky course. Did you see today they announced that the... The live guys won't get their points, and now Ricky's into the FedEx Cup. Oh, here we go. So this is the first start of the narrative. And then someone posted, like, the most crazy thing. I didn't back test it or check it, but, like, something to do with this is his 322nd start. And they started listing all the shit about that, like how it's, like, 
his wife's birthday is March 22nd and all these different factors that led to it leading to this being like a, you know, his week. But yeah, it, it's tough. I think he's a good play in like large fields. He's been playing better. He can make birdies. It's fine. I'm just saying I, he's not someone I'm like rushing to get into my lineups. Jared Wolf with an E is the guy that I get Justin Lower confused with. Yeah, Wolf. Jared Wolf made the cut and they shot 81 on Sunday. Oh, did he? I was going to say, I think it was one of the days though he scored really well. Yeah, he, he absolutely scores. He was three rounds in the 60s until Sunday. I wonder how he went. Yeah, I was going to say, if you look at like his finishing position versus his DK scoring, I bet you it's a crazy gap because he definitely scored well a couple of those days. But the other guys that putt really well inside of 10 feet, you got Goderup, Riley, Danny Lee. Svensson's actually been a lot better inside. He's 26th right now. Woodland, Kuchar, Hostler, Redman. Yeah, didn't Doc Redman come like second here one year? When Doc Redman used to be good? Yeah, he's got it. I think that's what it was. I don't have it in front of me, but I know he's got some history and some stuff on course comps and stuff. People brought him up. So maybe, uh, I don't know, but the one thing that stands out to me when you mention it, like the the Homa, Cantlay, Hadley, Goderup, uh, even Tom Kim, he made a bunch of five-footers last Tom week. Tom Kim, 13th and from that range. Yeah, I was going to say, so some of those value plays that still have cut equity, decent Vegas odds, and upside to at least score well, for you, like this this course, man, like it just plays. There's no there's no real trouble. It's just, do you make your putts? People liked Austin Cook last week. Yeah. He missed the cut. What's He's he only $6,400 this week. Yeah, I liked him at 6700 last week. But this one, then you start picking your dudes and much better on Bent, by the way. Well, this is Bent slash Poa mix. Yeah, really really good at the John Deere, really good at the Barbasol, the Canadian Open we talked about. Yeah, he's He's been playing good. That's why we liked him last week, but... I don't know if you... Uh, Former PGA Tour winner. That helps. Want to run it back? Yeah. I think I could run it back with him at 64, depending on how crazy I wanted to get at the top. The issue is, I guess you could kind of stack in some 8K guys with it, but if I'm only going to go Cantlay, Cantlay, Homa, and Cam Davis, like there's such a drop-off after Cam Davis, or maybe it's Adam Scott where the drop-off is. Like in terms of the pricing, it goes 99, 97, 93. Like there's not a lot in the 9K range that if you start like leaving out... Like, I have Denny in the pool right now, but I have no Mav, no Thigala, no Davis Riley, no Tringali. Like, that's a big gap to really try to get back up to. So is it really worth me playing the $6,000, $6,400 guy if I don't need... Like, that's where I think that the pricing doesn't matter. I think it does matter from someone like Svensson up to Kirk. I think it does matter from someone from Cameron Young to Patrick Cantlay. I don't think it matters from Adam Hadwin to Mad McNeely. Okay, I was going to say Kisner to Davis was another one. Yeah. Like 600 bucks. But yeah, I hear where you're coming from. It's so weird that they keep doing this. Like they don't have a 10K. They don't have a 98, no 95, no 94, no no 9K even. Like they just you know skip that in the pricing. So you do have to make these decisions. But I guess, you know, my takeaway from that would be I worry about it more in the 8K range. But do you think there's a scenario? There's obviously a scenario. I just, this is my feeling, my gut feel, is that everyone's expecting Thigala, Riley, Tringali to have this flop leg. Like there's just no way they could fail two weeks in a row. But what if it's, it's the guys in the seven K range? What if it's like your Svensons, your steals, your, your guys down there. Steals going to fail or he's going to win. That's but but be that's it. my point. What, what if it ends up, it might end up being those guys that have the true flop leg that you're looking for. And everyone's stuck on it being these three guys in the eight K range with like, there's no way they can have another bad week, but there definitely is a way that they can have another bad week. So this is true. That's, that, that's my point where I see these rosters keep landing there where it's not like I hate the build or the construction, but like you said, if you can go to uh, some of the guys we talked about there, Denny McCarthy, Adam Hadwin, Russell Henley, if you can get comfortable with that, that's where I think you could differentiate yourself this week in a big way. And you don't have to worry in the 7K range as much because you're getting your leverage there already. Guys long-term who are great from 5 to 10 feet but have not been performing well recently from that range, Martin Trainer, Kelly Craft, 
I like Kraft this week. 60, he's back down to 6,700, so I like Kelly Kraft again. Uh, good with like He's like Malnati. He's good with a wedge. He can putt. That's essentially all he does. But, Malnati's 100 bucks less? But I like Kraft better. Okay. I just like Kelly Kraft. This is a good name, Kelly Kraft. It's a cool Kraft. name. It's definitely a cool name. Someone I've like bet on in the past, too. Sung Kang. Cameron Champ. I just added Champ to the player pool. Mm. Usually if Champ like has a spike week in terms of like a result, he usually follows it up with a really good one the next week. Sometimes he wins the next week and then he goes back to being Cameron champ again but he was 16th last week yeah you're speaking the you're speaking into existence whatever else is saying the same thing it's so funny it's like what's i think so it's every time that he's had a win the week before was like the spike week before a bunch of miscuts and all that but it's like a two two time sample size i think for the, the two of the wins that's how it happened he's got three wins but like the other one not sure how it went but it's just funny like this happened twice so it's gonna happen this week well, even to look back at his like Masters performance out of nowhere, I liked him at the Masters because he always plays well at the Masters. His next start in Mexico, he was sixth, mm-hmm. and then he went and missed like seven cuts in a row. Now yeah. he's back, sixteenth. Yeah. Now he was sixteenth. He's, he's back. Now he's back. Yeah, yeah. You could. He's definitely someone for again. The price is right for large field tournaments for this this type of setup. This course, everything makes sense on paper. Back to Malnati, eleventh at the 3M, thirtieth at the John Deere. Made the cut at the Travelers. I don't know. He, he's showing something. He gained almost six strokes on approach last week too. So interesting. Sixty six hundred. Will you go back to Nick Hurdy? Yes. Seven. That, this is a prime example of what I just mentioned. Those guys that I'm saying where he's another one that falls into his eight thousand last week. He's down to seventy three hundred. We loved him last week. Svensson went from seventy six to seventy two. Steele went from eighty three to seventy five. That's like the three names right there. What if it's those three and not Riley Thigala and Mav? And I, or, or and I'm sorry, um, who's the other guy there that I keep talking about? Thigala, Riley, and Mav McNeely. And Mav, but Mav came through last week. I shouldn't say that. It's the other two, Thigala and Riley. Tringali, sorry, Tringali's also getting a little love because he missed last week, and this sets up better for him. Of course, history here uh, has made three straight made cuts of the three times they played it with some decent results. So it's those three. What if it is the three 7K guys instead, and then you bypass those 8K guys? Because, think, I mean, Trigali doesn't even count. He could easily fuck off and never show up <laughs> again. Riley and Thigala obviously make more sense. I love them as players. I think they're incredible. But Thigala, you talked about it, absolutely horrible from that 5 to 10 putting range. So if that could be a thing, I'm making reasons why yeah, it like, could go. It just feels like if he's not rolling with his irons, he gets into a lot of trouble. Like, there's big numbers available for old Sahith. He gets very heated, actually. I know. I, I know there's been a lot of ROM comparisons in his game and coaches mentioning it and things like that. But uh, you saw it last week a couple times. But then it's fun. He bounces back is like the jolly dude like super happy but he's like you know slamming putters and getting you know as, doing as, air swings as, as someone who almost snapped his driver over his knee on the course today i had to go <laughs> smash a rake in the woods so i didn't break like a 500 hundred dollar club yeah played a lot better after i smashed the rake yeah i'll tell you what the, sometimes you need to let it out this is just some people process emotions differently yeah and again there's no bad play there i, I still like riley way more than both tringali and thigala if i was looking for a bounce back candidate just because i think the long term of riley is so strong but and he can be a much better putter. We, we've seen Riley show up with the putter and be right there. Uh, you know, I, I think he's an interesting play here. Like if Sam Burns was here, I would like him at this course quite a bit. I know there's some talk of Sanderson Farms is always brought in. Country Club of Jackson has got some comparisons to that leaderboard showing up at this course. Sam Burns now, won that. Is that... Riley the, lost to Burns. Well, I, I get into this uh, problem a lot too. Just like, hey, very similar names. I do think there's a lot to that. Mm-hmm. But is that because both the fields suck? Maybe. <laughs> Mind you, some of the shitty names at both places. Well, are if you still like that, up, then you should so. play Cameron Champ. Yeah, Cameron Champ does does make sense. That is a good reasoning. Uh, some of the other guys, I forget, I had it up earlier too. There's, there is other guys that do show up on that. And again, it's just a, another random comp, but it just makes you think of things like that. But Riley, 
to end it all, can definitely putt just as good as anybody in this field when he's on. I'm good with being out on him. Okay. If he's going to be popular, I don't like him significantly more than anyone else. Like, and that's one thing that I'm, oh, it's Mark Hubbard just withdraw, like as we were talking. No, is he showing up as WD? He's showing up as out now. Yeah, that was probably from last week, though. Is listed in the field. Yeah, last Rocket week Mortgage. he withdrew for what nobody knows the reason. Like it his says brother, hand. it says his hand tweeted it, but he played like six. He played a bunch of weeks beforehand. Remember, they were you know his brother was pissed off at Brooks for not WDing right away when he got announced to live. Yeah, and then Brooks WD'd and is like, yeah, Hubbard's in now. My brother's in. Like it's you know they were pumped for him because he needs those FedEx Cup points. I, I, I think he got the point. He got him. He's up to eighty first now. Oh, so he's he's good. He's, he's good. Shout out Nasty Nate. Yeah, Paul. I will say that nobody is going to play Hubbard because donks like me looked at the draft. DraftKings score or the DraftKings pricing, and I was like, "Well, oh, he's out." I didn't even do any research. I didn't click his name. There is stuff to that. Oh, he's and the other thing is he's very good, really good on bent grass. If you look, he's gained putting seven in a row, six in a row with a third, thirteenth, forty sixth, forty fourth, fifty second, thirty second. Looking pretty, looking pretty strong on paper. And and Paul does bring up a good point. I'm gonna text Nathan. How's your brother's hand? <laughs> Does it, did it say hand somewhere, though? That's what it says in the DK thing. Okay. I never saw that mentioned. That's did what you, I wondered. I it, thought it was just because for rest, he got what he wanted. No, Hubbard, undisclosed. Yeah. Had, did you turn undisclosed into hand? I did. I don't know why I saw that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I don't think it was that. There we go. Like, How's your brother feeling? Let's see, if he, let's see if he gets back to me before the end of the show. I would love that. Because I would like to play Hubbard if he's fine. I think you play him either way. I, I think he's fine. Yeah, but I mean, is there is there honestly an honest to god difference between Hubbard and Kirk? Ownership, massive. I mean, Hubbard's not unowned, based on these like the fantasy national numbers right now. He's thirteen percent. Yeah. Like, is a sixteen percent Chris Kirk that I, that much? Worse anyone than who a, doesn't believe me on Kirk right now will believe me when we get to the weekend. Well, okay, Thursday. So, sorry, when the run. If I said seventeen and a half, you over. would take over. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about fantasy golf world champion. No, that's I'm saying that like that $20. might be thirty five. Yeah, for Kirk, that would I'm make sense. You. I'm telling you, he's going to be over seventeen and a half for sure on why, the twenty dollar. As someone who loves Taylor Pendrith, why do people love Taylor Pendrith? I like him because he's Canadian <laughs> and he bombs it. Yeah. Is it the bomber putting narrative that maybe he could have the Bryson week? Yeah, I like him. Don't get me wrong here, because not not just because the bomber putting. I mean, that is part of it for sure. But he's actually he's just better than this price tag. People just don't know a lot about him, obviously. But now he's turned into already even on just Tuesday afternoon, he's turned into the sneaky sleeper play of the week that is very much awake and playing in and in, in people's lineups. So uh, you're not sleeping on anything with this guy, unfortunately. So it's people are talking about him. Good, good results recently when he came. So remember what happened, right? He had the big injury after crushing it at, at the, the players. players. The injury lingered. It, it was unfortunate. The rib, it went on. Then what ends up happening is he's ready to go. We're ready to get in on this guy at low ownership. I had 15% of him that week. COVID. Yes. Oh, I like that one, Kobe. <laughs> he got, got the COVID positive test. And then the next week, people shied away a little bit, but he came back and still had a good result. I think since it was either, did he play the Cuda or the Barbasol? Which think, one did he play? I think he played the Cuda. I can't remember which one he went to, but he went there and did pretty good. I don't even know what to make of the Barracuda. Actually, he was, let's see, he was 13th at the Barbasol and he was 11th at the Barracuda. Yeah. So he has three. What, what to make of it is courses that you can score on, guys that can score well. I mean, Pendrith definitely fits that. The only thing is, is it, you know, it's, it's, is it getting out of hand? I should say probably not. I, here's it's my, just, is he going to be 3%? Like some people sound like they're thinking, no. No, he's not. He'll be like 9, 10, 11. 9 like to 12 that. is the range I've got him at right now. And we'll, you know, go accordingly as the week goes on. Here's the thing. Like he sucks with his irons. He's bad. 
it's whatever. If you, again, when you're playing a guy like this, I think you're betting on talent. I said it earlier, and I'm going to stand by it. I'm actually, I'm not sure how far I'm going to run with this. Could be far, but I think Kucher at 7,500 is at like 5% right now. I'm with you. If people I, I like catch him. on, I don't care. The guy can putt. He has the all-around skill set. He's you know can make the cut, and then you just wonder how weren't you on him by the time Sunday comes around and he's showing up in, in contention or something. Yeah, so, he just he just sneaks his way like T six by Sunday. Yeah, and people can say what they want, but you got you've got steel. People are going back to Champ, Merritt, uh, Tom Kim, Pendrith. Vegas is getting a little love, not much, but some. Goderup, you talk. Yeah, all those guys are there. They can't all get ownership. So. Old man Cooch will often get left out being, you know, seen as pretty dusty, and it's been the case. But I think, again, when you put together all the skill sets required for this course, the ability to putt and score well, I think he could show up. Let's talk about the plays, the best plays, that is. Obviously, since we were narked out, we can't give an entire lineup out because, you know, people take this show so seriously, everyone's just mass entering this lineup. Which, by the way, is a massive, like, I'm not all that great at telling what is a positive expected value wager proposition and a negative one but if you enter the same lineup as me in a giant contest it's a real negative ev move <laughs> not just because i made it but if you had a, if you gave me a lineup and said hey i'm playing this lineup you should play it too it sounds like a terrible idea yes yeah and and that's the thing that's what's funny about it. but it's a fomo factor right people are like oh what if the one that pat and tambo said on the show is the winner yeah, this it week? won't i, I, I want to have me, it it's, it's like, not the right one I, I don't remember any time where you know someone's given out the the stone cold nuts for a million bucks or something so i don't think it's going to affect you that much it's interesting to talk about though because it starts to give you a feel of what casual players are going to are do. going to do exactly so, so and frankly when we were building the play the best plays lineup they were doing really well they yeah. weren't winning tournaments but they were cashing every week in tournaments and not just min cashing they'd be like a top 20 percent top 15 percentile lineup yep and it's kind of had me rethinking my strategy of how i actually want to play a lot of these terms like well no one else like i gave it out so obviously some people did decide to play it but like there was nothing crazy about them i didn't have to go like scumming for like oh i need this low owned guy or that low owned guy yeah just naturally that's just kind of how it turned out in, in some cases, like last week was a tougher one, and we yeah. saw it even in the Fantasy Golf World Championship where there were so many dupes and, and setups because everyone just fell in. The, the best plays were a lineup. When you have that happen, that makes it, you know, so you, that's how you know the week is going to be more congested when it comes to ownership. And last week, there was like 12 guys over 20%. That's because everyone just played the same dudes and they all fit into the builds. But this is interesting to look at because what would you think of this start? And we'll just give the four. Cantlay, McNeely, Riley, Kirk. Okay, so the one that I had built, I have five of them in. I think it is very similar to that, but it's the other way that we talked about building. It's Cantlay, Homa, mm-hmm. Kirk, Goderup, Hadley. And right. you have 7300 bucks left for your last guy. So if I go Hadley in this one, I still have 7200 But so the reason expensive. I was bringing this up, because I think it's a good discussion point, is when you build like this, Pat... Don't you think people naturally like the bet? Like this now makes me wonder the the 110k guy in Cantlay with two 8k guys and then a pretty chalk play and a guy like Kirk, you don't really get the other 7k guys you want. So it actually tends to make me think that they either do drop off Cantlay a little bit down to like a young or, or the Svensson. Those guys are not as owned as you think. That or that is another good point. Or they decide on only one of. McNeely and Riley because if I pull Riley for example and say okay I'm gonna McNeely Kirk those plays will be popular at their price point now I have an average of seven I'm only given three now we can go through it but I'm saying I only now have and now I have 7,500 plus average for three spots there is definitely three guys you can fill it out with 
in that range. We, we talked about a bunch of them, right? Like Champ, Merritt, Steele, Kucher, Pendrith, Smalley, got her up. Tom Kim. Tom Kim. Oh, they, by the way, I, I am playing Tom Kim again. Yes. I'm going to keep playing him until he fails. How, how many weeks in a row is it for him? Three? Oh, like, play, like overall playing in a row? Yeah. He was over in Scotland playing. Like, Scotland, Open, 3M. Did he play the Irish before that? I think he did. Man, this guy's... Pull, you do um, OWGR, right? I'll do it. Let's see. I got it. Okay. He has played... No, he no, he he played the U.S. Open, then the Genesis. So he's only played three three weeks in a row. Okay, he's good. Yeah, he's good. Young he Buck, he's only 20 years old, man. He can find his way through. Anyway, he, he impressed me last week. Not only, you know, I know it was a bit of a sweat, and I know he was super high-owned, so who cares? Yeah, but he got but, there. It was the same as Goderup. You know, Goderup has been a... He had the bad round one at Barbasol, and he tried to rally to make the cut. It yeah. didn't get there. He had a bad round one last week, rallied to make the cut. Well, even with Goderup, I know we're switching gears, so I'll go back to Tom Kim in a second, but even with Goderup, it wasn't the Canadian Open. He tried to rally that for us. It just didn't work. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, that was a terrible play, blah, blah, blah. And it, what, look, but then, you know, ever since, everyone's been on him, and he's treated them pretty well. But back to Tom Kim, he impressed me with, like, the round two stuff. He almost chipped in two eagles. Like, he, he beat the number. The number was plus one. He got to even. But he almost had two chippings that were very close and good shots. He really rallied over the weekend, played decent on Sunday. I, I mean, I thought it was fine either way and they just did not price him up enough he's 7600 but back to my final pointer on this good play the best play stuff pat it does look like 10k 8k with four sevens is probably more on people's mind with the plays they actually want to play or going back to your previous thought like you said going up to homa you, you can still get away with it you still have 7200 average even if you include kirk and not everyone's going to play kirk i'm just using him as the example because he does look good at 7800 the 6K guys that I am settling on at the moment, Sung Yul No at the dead mid, Austin Cook at 64, Kelly Kraft at 67, Lee Hodges at 68, and Chesson Hadley at 69 would be the five guys in my like mass player pool mm-hmm. that I think that I want to go to. The good thing about Austin Cook is the dude putts, and he is the second best in the field from 100 to 125 yards, where you're going to see a lot of approach shots. That's what I looked at with Pendrith as well. Pendrith, bad outside of 100 yards you get him inside 100 yards which as we kind of talked about with bryson that you can do this week maybe that's the angle for pendrith here he just hits it to 68 yards the entire week and just he's good from there yeah i i don't hate it like i said you could you could find your way around it but like the can't lay homa version brings you up an average of 7350 the can't lay mav version gives you that 7500 you can just jam all those dudes like yeah. I, I'm not gonna say the lineup out loud, but I have the play the best plays lineup, and it's like that's the that's a great lineup actually. Like I'm gonna consider it. I mean, I don't think I think I mentioned it, and I I really did want to kind of hammer this home. I really like Alex Smalley this week, seventy four hundred bucks. No one's using him. Uh, he is someone that kind of he doesn't necessarily alternate between good and bad putting weeks, mm-hmm. but he has good putting weeks and really bad putting weeks. Hopefully, you can catch him on a good putting week because everything else kind of tracks for him. Yeah, and he's a member at Sedgefield where it is next week, so he's gonna be super popular next week. Get in front of that now. I've done that enough times. But like, I'm saving this guy. Can't wait for him to be so good here. I'm not going to use him. I'm not going to bet him. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to bet him right now. I'm going to play him right now. If I like him next week, why wouldn't I like him this week? And just run it back to back. The number's good enough or strong enough that you can you can do that. Did, did you say anything on Troy Merritt? I I didn't know where to fall on. Well, him. he's got his history here has been very good, right? We know that. I think uh, what is it like second? Didn't he, he lost in the playoff last year with Neiman? There was a playoff last year? Neiman, Merritt, and... Dave. I thought Davis chipped in, and that was the end of it. Or did that get him into a playoff? No, that that was... Um, 
I don't know if that got him into the playoff, but I remember, wasn't this the turn where I think it was where Neiman went bogey free the entire tournament and then and lost. lost it in the first hole of the playoff. He was out and then it went to those two and then Davis ended up beating Merritt. Uh, yeah, it was a three-way playoff. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so anyway, I think he had a hole in one Merritt did as well. <laughs> he played well, but it's, it's two years. I think he has second and eighth are his two strong results here. And like last week didn't see much, but like, he, you know, he still made it through. What did he end up doing? You know, 69, 70, 70, 72 over the weekend, 14 birdies, not a lot of, you know, still put up 70 DraftKings points. So on a bad week coming T 49th. So I, I don't know. He's interesting too at 7,600. All right, let's get to the chat. Let's do it. Try to figure this out. Sorry for the delay. We're an hour in without uh, doing anything. So hopefully if I've answered the question already, maybe I'll just skip that question. What do you think? Strategy. We'll see if that works. And then I'll forget halfway through. <laughs> I should probably, uh, probably should tweet it out. Now, now I forget where that tweet went. I have to go to myself. Ah, fuck it. There's a chat going on, although you know that if you're watching right now. Smash the like if you're here and sub to Mayo Media Network. Oh, Nate got back to me. Should be good based on recent form. Uh, he also went on a podcast and said his first week after the break always sucks. So who the fuck knows? <laughs> but he's, he's not like hurt. Right. He's so good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm good with that. Uh, two questions. What are the pivot plays in the 9KK? This we went through and Cameron Champ. We went through that. Okay, good. Is Sung you'll know at the flat min a good play? I think it is. Think it worth is. it in the large field stuff. I don't want to put my... No, my you're not playing on. a cash game with Sung you'll know. Right. Stallings or Pendrith? I would take Pendrith there. I would still take Pendrith there. A lot of different builds available this week. Is there a certain stack that interests you more than others? AM, PM, distant short game? Not really. No, I always have some interest in the weather one because it can go your way, but it's not because it's not a weather week. I just like it because it makes you naturally different. Thanks for running the best tournament on DraftKings every single week. Thank you, Mike, for tuning in and saying that. It means a lot to me. Play in the league if you haven't already, by the way. The link is down in the description. More likely to give Pat a stroke, Tambo, Jeff, or Cust? <laughs> so I haven't fully listened to it yet, but it's seemingly turning into Jeff. Saw, saw today you talked about the, the what did you call it? The couple? Yeah. like Married couple, the show? <laughs> the, the issue is, is Jeff doesn't actually listen to anything that I say. He just builds stuff. He gets, he's like a volcano. He's ready, he's ready, he's ready, but he doesn't listen to what I say. So the moment it, like, it gets to the top, he has to say whatever is on his mind. And sometimes, too, like he forgets something and he wants to make sure he gets <laughs> his point out there, but you're ready to move on. And as a, like the host, you're still transitioning. And there's nothing worse than that when someone cuts you off when you're about to go. That's to right. See, exactly. It's the worst <laughs> feeling. And I have, I have it done to me all the time, so I know where you're coming from. Uh, you guys rock. Smash the like. Okay. I like it, John. I'm thinking of fading 88 to 8,100. Who would you play between Keegan, Kisner, and Denny or use all three? I think I'm with you. I like Denny. I like Denny. I, I thought we talked about that, and I thought it was a good angle. It may not be right, but I, I like the ang the idea of it. If you were to play an outright at the top of the board, who would you play? I bet Max Homa, so Max Homa it is. And that's odds-based. Like I think yeah. that Cantlay has the best chance of winning, but he is, what, 8-1 to one at DraftKings Sportsbook? I, I bet Scott at 33. Just, just in case, I like that. I've been high on this for a long time, the strength of field factor. But, you know, he's in. The, what, is, what is he even doing here? <laughs> like, seriously, what, what are you, why are you showing up to this tournament? Does, does he need to get into the FedEx Cup? I've, I didn't look, but, uh, you know, I, I highly check it. I, I highly doubt it. But, I mean, wait, I mean it's always to stack FedEx Cup points. Maybe yeah, but what, to, what is to he? To level up. But I'm, I meant more like long term. Like, well, isn't he, you know, supposedly going to live with that team with Cam Smith eventually? Like, I don't know. We'll have to wait on all the rumors. But the point is, like, Obviously, he's trying to level up, but like I just don't get why. So he always just plugs one of these in at the end. Like, why not 
go back to the Wyndham next week. Maybe he's in. I don't know. I didn't. I mean, he play. he almost won the Wyndham a year yeah. ago, but he's seventy seventh in the FedEx Cup right now. Yeah. Like if if you're playing, if you're going to live, and we don't know if he is or not, then you would have to think that money is very important to him. So you might as well get your one last run at the FedEx Cup. Might as well double dip anyway, for sure. I he's get behind that. It's fucking just... Trey Mullenix in the FedEx Cup. You like Trey Mullenix this week? Is he in the field? Yeah. Oh yeah. He did win. Did he make the cut at the Open? He's been doing some things. He definitely pops. I, that's why I asked you. But I, I don't know um, how many people will play him here. I think he's like seventy, maybe seven thousand. Nah, that's, that's too much. I'd rather play James Hahn. Se- seven thousand this week. Yeah, James Hahn. He's going to run it back, is he? I, I'm going back to him. Seventy-seven thousand. <laughs> yeah. Do you watch him on Sunday? Nobody yeah. must have been very silent. Nobody eating chips at that course because this guy couldn't miss. He was making everything chip <laughs> eagles, putts from downtown. There was no chips to be had in that in that scene. That's for sure. That was one of the questions. Any interest in James Hahn? I do. I, I bet him to win. So obviously I have interest. Uh, do you think Hubbard's form and stats carry over? Okay, we're solving them. We, this is good. We, we answered a lot of these. This is good. Someone's wishing you luck and hope you take down the Fantasy Golf World Championship. Thank you very much. Is Paul playing Keegan? No is the answer to that. Kucher, Hardy, Harris, English. Rank those three. That order for me, actually. Kucher, Hardy, English. English is interesting. We didn't talk about him. He's at, what, 7,300 this week? But it's a lot of if, if, ifs. And that's good if you want to play. Everyone say, oh, I want that. But there is other leverage plays and different constructions, all the stuff we talked about. So um, for me, it's definitely the order that they said. Hardy coming in second. What are your thoughts on Callum Terran? I'm, I'm off. I, I bet him at 140, and he's dropped since then. And I feel better about that than playing him at... What, what is he, 7,100? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely like him better as the bet than I did as playing him with ownership. Stallings or Tom Kim? I like Tom, Tom Kim. Tom Kim. I don't know why I don't like Stallings as much. I don't know why everyone else likes Stallings. Maybe a, he's on a, a better great, way to put that. He's on a great run right now. He's three top yeah. tens in his past five starts. For sure, but is that it? Like, yeah. He's Scott Stallings still. Wait, that, I mean, if, he's, if he's on the gear again, then he's probably pretty good. He, he always looks like he's on the gear lately. He looks... Well, that's the thing. That, that's something that one of my friends did tell me. That, you know, they did their cycle of steroids when they were like 22, 23, and it gave them like a new body type. Mm-hmm. Like they were able to put on so much mass and they haven't done it in 15 years, but they still retain that like bigger bulky build. So maybe that, that's the so moment. As long as Jack. Just do the you one know, cycle. when you compare then, what he used to look like to now, it's just that, is that he, what's doing it? I don't know. Well, he was suspended magic, for doing steroids. Magic powers. <laughs> yeah, we know that. Yeah, <laughs> saying like, is that why? Maybe that's what's helping the good run. Who knows? Uh, Kadira, Landry, and Gachowski. Uh, I'm going to pass on all three of those guys. Guts, gutsy if you do any of them. I, I would, but I'm not interested. He had, I, I watched a weird amount of his round on Friday, and he had those green speeds figured out yeah. in Minnesota. That's not going to happen every I was going to say, it's going to be different this week, too, for that. But I just, you, when you talk about the, having the most recent form and the guy that you can, I, I would actually play, well I would there. actually play Kadira if I, was, if I was forced to play one. Like, just give me the wedge guy. Yeah, sure. Any thoughts on Straka? You seem to like him. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, he did pop. Uh, the course history popped for sure. Other than that, not much else. But when you go down to that range, like I said, if you are going to play guys in there, there's just not a lot that will, you know, you're taking a risk on a lot of others. At least he has something to go off of with the course history because he does not have recent form. And I, I prefer that. So I'm not hugely interested. I like Whaley as a 6K play. Do you like him? No, I do not either. Anybody you're fading based on ownership and what level of ownership do you usually draw the line? I think it's tournament dependent to tell you the truth. Like is all the chalk congregating to the same six guys a lot like last week. Like I think that trying to fade chalk last week versus in a regular week, 
I think it was easier to fade the chalk last week because all the guys who were chalky like sucked. Well, shit, like, they weren't good you know, players. Stuff we talked about came true. Gim greater than Kim was a joke at the same price, but he was like one tenth of his ownership and he smashed him. Yeah. Gim, Gim crushed last week at, at the same price as Kim, even though you could have played them both together was the answer. Kind of like what I talked about earlier, but to answer the question, it's literally dependent. It's totally separate every week. People think that like Cantlay is bad chalk because he's 24%. It, he's, that's a fine number. He's obviously going to get to 20 no matter what. It's you got to decide how you build the rest of your lineup out. It's just, you know, that that's what it always comes down to. People just want to say anyone with ownership is bad. It's not true. Well, when we talked it through last week, like I mean, I played 50 lineups. I think Finau was in 48 of them. I didn't win money. So that's not mm-hmm. saying how my other picks went. But that seemed like good jock. Like, he's just way better than everyone here. Yep. Unless he, he you want to go with a, yeah. Unless you want to go with Hideki, but that was my downfall. Because I was like, well... Hideki and Finau are way better than everyone else. They seem cheaper than they should be, and they're not going to be 40% owned. Like, that's the one thing that you run, and why I think that, I mean, that's... You and other good high-stakes players and mass multi-entry players do it well, is you'll look at it. It's like, hey, at until this ownership, it's still good. Yeah, I, I will definitely pe- do that. I do that what- some, somewhat, but, like, your example there was perfect of the Finau situation last week. The best players looked at it and said... I don't care. Finau is still good. How can I get different with Finau? Everyone else is going Finau drop down to the range when they said, I can actually play Finau and Im together. No one's doing that. Im's coming in much lower owned. And then I can get away with playing some of those same guys that people are playing playing in the balance build. What happened with the balance builds? The, the Finau balanced ones I'm talking about, like the more spread out with the top guy, is the guys in the 9K and the 8K range busted and everyone was crushed. But the Finau and Im's destroyed. And there was a lot of 7K guys. Top 80 in the race for the Mayo Cup, thanks to your help last week with Sungjae. I mean, we we were uh, we were, were all over it. Mm-hmm. We just didn't do it. I didn't do it. I used him in this lineup to move on. I used my, my anchor. I used him at the top. So uh, I love Sungjae last week. I, I definitely played Hideki in large field tournaments as well. I didn't like the, the ownership on that, but I didn't think of it good enough. I had some Finau M lineups, but uh, I didn't move quickly enough to get as many of those as I should have. Same question for this week. Would you go with Cam Young or a little bit more risky with the Gala or Kisner? Well, Cam Young is Andercurse, so that's tough. Although, that there it is. Was that your follow-up, Paul? Yeah, that's mankind, that mankind? mankind jumping off of the top of the fence through a table. <laughs> I think I'd still go Cam Young over the Gala or Kisner. Uh, it's probably that order. It's Young, the Gala, Kisner. But Kisner, if he shows up with his putter this week, could crush. So I, I get why people are mentioning him. Does Cam Young finally take it down this week? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. How many Kims are acceptable in a single lineup? Siwoo, Tom. Michael Kim is not playing. Boy, Siwoo and Tom Kim. It, uh, is that it? I think, I don't know. Thoughts on Sig? He has a win last year at a Donald Ross course at the Knoxville Open. See, there's some good information from the chat. So he played well last week, didn't he? Yeah, he played really well. What do you think? Yes, Paul. I'm going to ban a guy that you didn't ban last week. Nice. Oh, am I there yet? Do you want to just let him continue to... No, no, don't. Because I, I, it will make me mad. Do you once... want me to just ban him? Yeah, like, wanna... I, listen, I think the show works better if you just ban these people before I get there. Okay. Then I don't need to get mad. And then end the show. And then I can answer more questions. Could I just you're, say something? You're gone, you're yeah. gone below. You okay. should have been gone last week. I was he just going to say as an outsider looking in that I, I would have left it because I think it's funny when Pat finds them and gets pissed off and then we don't have to cancel the show. We can keep it going for a yeah, little bit it, longer. It, but... it affects my mood. Okay. we don't. I don't want to do that, definitely. I, I'm just saying it has been pretty good bits when you've been able to find these in the chat and just find them randomly. So I, I don't hate it, Paul. Thank you. 
Who do you like at the live course? Where he did that. So Sig, you're, you're going to play Sig? I don't love him as much as the rest do. Like, I think, again, just to give you some idea down there, I would take in large field tournaments a shot on Luke List because he pops in the stats. I would take a shot on Patrick Rogers, who we talked a little bit about <laughs> earlier. I would also look at guys like I talked about. Mullinex is there. Um, who else do we talk Adam Shank is there at 7,000. I've got more interest in those guys if I'm going to just take a shot on someone anyway versus what Sig did last week, which to me felt like he just poured in every single putt. I'll have to look it up, but... Um, he's getting some steam right now, too, because of that. It was all over Han this week until Pat mushed him, unfortunately. Oh, you're calling me Andrew Kirsch? You're banned for life, pal. You know not to do that. <laughs> See you later. You can go fuck yourself. Uh, top 100 in the race for the Mayo Cup. Better strategy. Okay, I don't care about your fucking one and done questions. We're at, there's three tournaments left. There's only so many guys that you have left. Play the guys no one else has if you're trying to catch up. If they have the same guys as you, use the popular guys. There's your strategy. <laughs> it's pretty easy. Uh, out of all those from Team No Putt, who do you like the best here? I don't. That's why I am not using Team No Putt guys this week. Yeah. So we, we talked about it a lot. There's, you know, Zalatoris, the best talent that hasn't won that is pretty much Team No Putt in any non-major event. He's, yeah. He's probably your guy. Uh, out of all... Oh, did that one. Rank these four. Wyndham Clark or Grayson Sig, Goderup or Terran. I like Goderup the best. Goderup and Clark are my two favorite. I don't care about the other two. Yeah, I like Sig better than Terran, but I, I do. Know. I do like Sig better than Terran. So if you want to, why does that. Adam Scott keep popping up in my models? Probably because you put in things that really relate to Adam Scott. I'm guessing things he does well and did not include things he does not do well. That would be my guess. Why don't you look at what you put in? Oh my god. Uh. Yeah, see, I don't, just even the mention of a guy. See, we didn't even have to get to the bands. That's for, true. That is the good part about it. For the bands to so happen and for his blood to start boiling. Yeah. Paul's, Paul's on top of it. He's right. If, the, if this was a double down on the previous one, we'd really be in trouble. But I, I think we, we can get past this What one. was the other guy doing? He, just, he was like making up nicknames for people. In the chat? Or yeah, golfers. I mean, last week he was like part of the, the. I don't know how he didn't get banned. I think it's like New we banned his buddy, but it was like those two guys that were like going back and forth conversing. And then we were like, oh, once we get rid of these two guys, maybe he made another account, but it's the exact same name, Bilal Salam. He, um, hmm. yeah, he's just like answering people's questions and He'll not be following back. the format of the chat. It's quite clear. Don't do that. Smash a like while you're here, by the way. Uh, you guys buy in Willie Z narrative that he's not a good fit because it's a birdie contest? I don't think it's a narrative. I think that's proved itself out, hasn't it? Yeah. It, it really, I mean, again, people bring up like the American Express and some of the other events that he did show up at. It's like, again, if he finds the putter, he can show up. But the problem, like it's, you pay for this too. You pay 10400 to find yeah, It's that. not free. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know what I mean? It, it comes with it. The, the, if you go back to those tournaments, it was when he was much less in price. You could get him at like 8400 and he doesn't have to be your first guy into your lineup. If you're going Willie Z this week, unless you're going like extremely aggressive with a Cantlay Willie Z lineup and trying to do the, the Finau M thing, then, I, you know, then it's tougher to get behind for sure. But I could see going from that route and try and be a repeat of last week. How popular will a Cam Young, Cam Davis start be? I don't think it's going to be all that popular. It'll popular. be Cam Young, Homa, or it'll be Cantlay with one of those guys. Yeah, can you fit them all? Can you put uh, Tringali, Champ, get get all those get all the cams in? in? Yeah, maybe that might work. When you're looking at the bottom, Percy? what Percy? Oh, Sorry, per I, I just pulled the Jeff Feinberg. Is, is, is Cam per Percy, he's in the field too. He played well last week, so he well, he had his one good tournament, so he's going to be like off the radar now for like the next three months. That's yeah. what he does. <laughs> uh, Tambo, can you explain how you develop your own ownership projections? Uh, just basically from doing it for a long time, but I take it from like three or four different sources put it all together, try and adjust for the stakes. And then, you know, 
it has to add up. Like that's the other thing too, right? You have to go through, be able to make sure it makes sense. And then you're not always going to be right, but it just gives me a better idea of where I can find leverage on the field. So uh, proprietary to me, like that's pretty much all it is. When you're looking at the bottom of the 6K range, at what point at what point do you value talent of an underpriced value versus the ownership fade? Like Cole Hammer versus Sunja Noah. Is that a real person? Sung you'll know. They're, they're talking about Sung you'll know, I'm assuming, because Cam Su- Hammer Su- went down Su- to like... People liked him last week. He was 6,200. Sun- or, or sorry, he was 65. Now he's down to 62. Sung Kang and Sung you'll know are both there. I'm assuming he means Sung you'll know. So what was the question? How do you like, okay. At what point do you value the talent of an underpri- underpriced value versus the ownership fade type guy? I don't think you need like none of these guys. You don't even have to own. consider ownership with yeah. those guys. So like, who do you like better? That that matters more at like the 8K range because what <laughs> we're about to stumble upon something. Sorry. I just, uh, there's, you'll see, I, I think it's a joke, but it's a hilarious, hilarious name. Okay. It's the, the burner account came back. The, I was saying it matters more in like the 8K range where then you have to evaluate um, like a Davis Riley versus, let's say, Tringali, who has the history here. He's been in the game longer, but now you've got Riley as an up-and-coming talent. The books won't value Riley as much because nobody really knows who he is outside of our bubble. And yes, people watching the show are like, you're crazy. We all know who he is. That's not true in the public. That's why you never see his number get adjusted that much in fields. But that's where you have to kind of balance it and decide who's the better leverage play. It doesn't matter when there's no ownership on the guy at 6K and 6,200. Hey, Pat, are you going over the field with your C? Woo! Probably not this week. I think I like Woodland more. Also, have a nice vacation. Thank you, Samuel. I, I kind of like Siwoo. I want to see how he rates out. But now, again, thinking of construction that's just a little bit different, a lot of people are landing in 7,800 to 7,200. Not many are going up to Siwoo. Your Woodland call is good in the 8K range. Henley, Hubbard, all those guys there. Uh, Hubbard will get a little, but you know what I mean. They're not, they're not playing that range right above Kirk for I 100 think, bucks more. I think that answers the next question as well. What's the price range that's getting overlooked? I think it's that, that low 8,000s. Yeah, you even had when we'll get some, but it's like Simpson, Henley, Woodland, Hubbard, Siwoo. Boom, there's your five guys. Uh, is short iron play within the force this week? Star Wars reference. I've, I don't know. Is that a bannable offense? That, no, people love Star Wars. I just, I don't care. And <laughs> like, I don't, you, may, you probably go on Twitter and type, may the fourth, what is it? May the fourth be with you? Yeah, like, it's, it's not May. Yeah, whatever it is. We're not doing that. Front nine or back nine start for showdown. No, they want to know because of last week. Last week, it actually worked out. You want to know what's so actually funny? Side note, because we talked about it at the top of the show, the lineup that got through for me was a all AM back nine starting lineup purposely that, that I put in that we talked about. Remember, there was more scoring on the back nine and no wind, and then they would get no wind on yeah. Friday afternoon with the same back nine. That, that ended up getting me through. Uh, there doesn't seem, I'm just looking at the core setup right now. There doesn't seem to be any discernible difference between the front and back in terms of making that turn. Like number nine is the fourth hardest hole. Number 11 is the hardest hole. So there goes your entire game. And number 18 is the second hardest hole. Yeah. So it's not like it was stacked last week where 17, 18, and one were kind of easy versus the rest of them. So if you're trying to get a birdie streak on the go, it's good, likely. Good question, but it's not something that's going to happen every week. It was, no. just, it was something that played off the course last week and off the weather in some way, shape. Last week. Mullinex or Libiota? I like Libiota. Mullinex for me. Mm-hmm. H- Hank did his stuff last week. Hank's good, though. He is good. 
Uh, Gim Reaper, worth a flyer this week, or is he an auto-fade on Sundays when in contention? I mean, if Gim can get into Sunday contention, I think you're fine with whatever he finishes at that point. You just told me he's getting into contention on Sunday, which is a made (laughs) cut and in contention. Definitely worth a flyer if you think that's even possible. Forget if he you know, doesn't come through in the end. Will Riley's ownership be lower this week due to his missed cut at the 3M? I think it'll be lower than it was last week, but not like low. Yeah, and also they adjusted the price. It's 400 less, so some of that goes into it where the ownership can still end up very similar. Thoughts on Mackenzie Hughes? Interesting, because we talked earlier about like the McCarthy aspect of it. Like Mackenzie Hughes might not putt well this week, but it might still be good enough because when he's on he's very on when he's not maybe it's still better than some of the guys around him also what's his price 72 73 and he fits right he's so he's pat he's under the range we talked about earlier so we talked about siwoo up to simpson mm-hmm. even hadwin a little bit when you go down here everyone wants hardy pan Goddard up all those guys above him we named all the other ones i'm just saying if you go to 73 and below maybe svenson people will go back to him and forgive him but you know mckenzie hughes not much clark a little off of last week gim a little off of last week list probably none right you, you've got all these guys that people just aren't willing to go to there sig gets some Taryn, but but not all of them. So that range also is going a little overlooked. This guy is talking about Chris Nagel's stepdad. What's the narrative? Nagel, Chris Nagel's the guy we talked about. Yeah. Monday his Q stepdad specialist. Bill said his new ping driver is nails and plans to, it sounds like he just want to suck the fucking cock of ping drivers, pal. Fuck off. Uh, I don't give a shit about this. Imagine thinking I care about what's Chris Nagel's stepdad. stepdad. Imagine. <laughs> This is going off the rails quick, man. Uh, chasing FedEx Cup points, Pat. You've said it before that you don't buy the narrative. But Harris English gets an injury pass, doesn't he? He might still be injured for all I know because he's not playing well. <laughs> but to that point, the funny thing is this week, like last week was a prime example. A bunch of dudes that needed that were on the bubble ended up doing well. But people forget that a bunch of people fell out too and played bad last week. So it's it's always like one for one. They're all on the bubble for a reason. Some will end up getting in. Some will get it. Everybody in the Fantasy Golf World Championship, theme of the show, wants to get into the top 40 this week. There's motivation for all of us. Only 40 of us will get in. <laughs> 110 will not. So you, you can play that. We're all, oh, he's motivated though. We're all motivated. All these guys are motivated. Yeah, they weren't motivated earlier in the year. That didn't matter then. Yes. You need exactly. to do it now. Exactly. Uh, Lee Hodges did very well for me. Thoughts of going back to him. I'm, I bet him, and I'm going back to him, so I'm in. Thoughts on the Todd father? Pass. Oh, is he in this? Yeah, I think so. Or maybe he, maybe no. he withdrew. He, he must have. Yeah, I was going to say, he got me through last week. He was in that build that we talked about, so no, no he's not here. Al Smith gave out his million-dollar lineup a few years back. I don't think that he did because he was on my show that week that he won the Millionaire Maker. I think it was like 2017 or There was something. I actually think it, it might have been a showdown. Oh, now that I'm remembering okay. it, I think he gave out a showdown well, then it lineup win, that ended then, up Then it shopping. didn't win a million dollars, I it can tell you It did not win a million dollars, but it was still decent, actually. They I'm are sure. right. I forgot about that. That is one time that it happened, I believe. When he won the Millionaire Maker, it was the Benjamin Benjamin Snack, Kelvin and Travis, I want to say? I forget that far back. I was still working at Fantasy at the time. It was so a while that, ago now. That, that's how long ago that was. And he only won because he did the late swap. Either Diggs, Diggs onto Lacey or Lacey onto Diggs. It was onto Diggs. It was American, onto Diggs. The great yeah. American hero, Stefan Diggs, yeah. as he put it. Uh, McNeely playing a sixth week in a row, going from Scotland all around the States. His past two events, he's been blowing it late on Sundays. Fatigue is worrisome at all? Yes. I will say yes. Not because of just that. Like, fatigue's another silly argument at times, but I will say when you can... I don't like fading just for ownership reasons, but I'm saying when you can stack on more factors, 
right? There is there other plays there? Yes, we talked about McCarthy. Is McNeely going to be very high owned? And in a lot of the common constructions, yes. Could there be fatigue? Yes. Has he closed anything yet? No. Like you can put all that together and say a reason why that may not be the play outside of a, a play the best plays, but there's a lot of ways to get unique and avoid it as well. Uh, Tambo, which TD Green golfers may look to have an advantage? <laughs> all right, buddy, you got to stop asking questions. I'm, I'm glad you, you wish me a very happy vacation, but you've asked like 13 questions now, and none of them are really any good. So that's tough. <laughs> tough scene for you. Oh, man. <laughs> In the low sevens, how would you rank Damon, Clark, Svensson, and Hardy? Clark and Hardy. Yeah, same for me. Actually, I like both those guys more than the others. Da- Damon, I don't know why he pops a little bit, but I, I like the other guys better for sure. Uh, favorite bet, 100 to 1 or longer. Godrup's 100 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. I just can't bet there because it's not available where I live. So I had to bet him at 75. So if you can bet him at 100, that's better. Yeah, I bet. Well, I only have one right now, and it's Taron 140. I think he's 100 at most places now, so I'd say that. But I, I don't even love it. I just bet it because I knew the number was going to drop huge. Any interest in Smotherman, Roger Sloan, or Ryan Armour? Smotherman. Okay. Yeah, I don't mind Smotherman. We've been waiting for him to pop just as much as some of these other dudes, so I got no problem with that. Bro Kner has great form coming in. Oh, this is the guy who's asked the fucking stepdad question. This guy's the worst. I hate you. That's what I was laughing. Fucking hate you. That's what I was laughing. It's Bo Nair. Bo Nair? Oh, okay, I see. That's why I was giggling like a little, well, like a little school kid. Got him. He's banned for life. Yeah, so you're done. That guy can go fuck off. You can go back to sucking the cock of that ping driver. <laughs> uh, what's the upcoming NFL schedule? Same as it always is. It's almost an NFL season. It's good. Yeah. Maybe they're asking for your shows. <laughs> um, full schedule. I don't know what it is yet. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Like the like the in I know the in season schedule. I don't know about Sunday Monday yet. I'm still trying to figure that out, but. Cus and I and Jeff are starting recording next week. So that'll be every week through the Super Bowl. So we'll have some fun stuff to do. We'll do a DraftKings like breakdown show. Like, yeah. Here's how you can win on DraftKings. Because you've done that before. Yes. I haven't. So I think we're going to do some shows too for in studio. Uh, let's see. Why is Thor Bjornsson not on the board at DraftKings? Afraid of the liability that he gains? Okay. These aren't real <laughs> Afraid questions. of the liability. Oh, man. These, <laughs> these are funny questions, not good ones. Afraid of the liability. <laughs> Thor Bjornsson. We'll end with this. Who's the most mispriced golfer of the week? Ooh. It's probably Tom Kim. Um, I mean, if you sort just by, and this isn't necessarily the greatest way to do anything. I think it's Kirk. I think Kirk is last week's Tom Kim, and it may be the same result. It may be like a made cut and does enough for you to make it through or whatever it does for you, but uh, m- maybe not on the winning lineup or something like that. So it makes sense from that perspective as well. But he-, he feels pretty underpriced here when you think about it at 7,800. Let's see. Svensson, Kitayama gained the most DraftKings points per their price over the past yeah, 24 if rounds. if you look at it that way, I definitely could see it differently. Goderup. I think more like about like skill for the range. Like for example, Kirk at 78 could have been 84. Yeah. Wouldn't have changed my mind. Riley at 86 could have been 92 here instead of Keegan Bradley would not have been shocked by that personally. So it just depends on how you look at it. That's how I would say it. All right. That'll do it on the Pat Mayo experience. You'll be back Wednesday night on runpuresports.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big T going to be on the show? You guys, you guys giving away the goods or what? We are. We did We did it last week. That's how we got to the lineups we did. He ended up getting three of his four seats through, so he's got a lot 
on the line this week. I've got the one seat, so we'll be back talking our strategy for that, going through exposures. We'll talk more on the, it's kind of cool that we did this on Tuesday this week. I know you're going away, but we'll get even more information now in the 24 hours than the usual hour and a half to two hours I get in between shows. So uh, it should be good. I think it'll be a good show and then be back on Thursday night as well. On Mayo Media Network. That's right. Showdown shows. Uh, the Listeners League is full as of right now, so thank you for filling that. Go to the Fantasy Golf Degenerates on Mayo Media Network. You should sub to the podcast as well, and you can find their Listeners League, and you should go fill that right now, too. Not no rake, but reduce rake? Reduce rake, yeah. It's only around 10% or so, so it's not bad. There we go. I'm probably going to play Siwoo. Now that I'm thinking I think you it. should. I actually like him, and I think it just it's going to differentiate you either way. And when you go back to our Play the Best Plays lineups, he fit some of those builds where it's people will be more scared to go to that and play a high-low than just plug in those two guys in the middle at 7,500, like we talked about. That tracks. Uh, tomorrow, Jake Seeley is on the show, finishing off the running back rankings. So you can check out the entire football draft kit in that show. And then on Thursday, there's a Cuss Corner coming out. So please, download, rate, and review. Smash the like, join the newsletter, all that fun stuff. Until then, I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!